Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Hacker Nation, Scott Hansen here. Are you excited to be alive? Are you ready to take your business to entirely new heights? Because I hope you're ready to live the life that you were meant to live and really become the extraordinary person that you were meant to be. Hacker Nation, make sure to get out your pen and paper. Pay close attention to this interview as you possibly can. We have a legend in the personal development space with us today. If you've ever watched a YouTube video, seen an incredible quote on Facebook, or read a book on mindset or leadership, I guarantee you that you've heard of our special guest today. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Chris Widener. Chris, are you ready to rock? I'm ready to roll. Let's go. Success Hackers is brought to you by Meet Advisors, empowering business through advice. Chris Widener is widely recognized as one of the top speakers in the world today. He has spoken all over the world. His clients are a who's who of American business and organizations, including notables like GE, Cisco, Microsoft, and the Harvard Business School. Chris was hand-selected by two of the legends of the speaking world to work with them, and he now carries on their legacy. Jim Rohn, one of the most successful speakers over the last 50 years, made Chris his protege and worked with Chris the last seven years of his life. Chris and Jim co-authored The Twelve Pillars, which has become an international bestseller. Zig Ziglar, considered to be one of the greatest motivational speakers in the history of our space, personally chose Chris to co-host his television show, True Performance. Chris is the author of 12 books and over 450 articles on success, leadership, sales, and motivation. His best-selling books include The Angel Inside, The Art of Influence, The Leadership Rules, Live the Life You've Always Dreamed Of, 12 Pillars, and Above All Else. And as an aside, I had the distinct pleasure a few years back um, with a company that I was at, and Chris was the keynote speaker. And I knew Chris a little bit from watching some of his videos and listening to uh, to some of his audios and and all of that. And I remember getting really excited when they announced the keynote speaker. And this auditorium, I think it had like 18 or like 20,000 people. And sure enough, Chris Widener comes on stage. He's all suited and booted and looking good. He's got the spiky hair. And sure enough, he literally blew the roof off the building. I remember thinking, oh, my God. How incredible is it to be able to impact and empower so many people with your words, with your mindset, with your attitude, and people who were literally on their feet high-fiving each other during the entire presentation. So, Chris Widener, welcome to Success Hackers. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Scott, uh, man, i got to send you a check for that introduction. That was amazing. <laughs> I, I'm starting to be impressed with myself. That's uh, pretty cool. No, thanks a lot for having me. It's a lot of fun to be here. Well, I appreciate it, Chris. I gave Hacker Nation just a little background of who you are, but would love for you to share a little bit more about you and your business. Well, I um, travel all around the world giving speeches, uh, as you mentioned, and almost all of my speeches are really, even though I've written 12 books, most of my speeches are are based around the book that I wrote called The Art of Influence, which Random House and one of their imprints published. 
So my focus is really leadership and influence and how to persuade others, but really based on character-based influence as opposed to persuasion techniques and things like that. Uh, not that persuasion techniques are, or, or sales techniques are bad. In fact, they're great. But it's really about who you are as a person and how you attract other people into your business, into your life. And, uh, and so I talk a lot about your personal development as it relates to your ability to lead and sell and influence. You know, what fascinates me, Chris, is how somebody can go from ground zero. We're all, we're all born. We all start at ground zero. And then ultimately, some people get the opportunity to reach what I call world-class status. As someone that's been around the absolute biggest names in the personal development space, and I consider you as one of those individuals, whether it's through writing books or speaking with them on stage, what makes Chris Widener stand out from the other folks who maybe have come and gone may not be as remembered as you? What's that wow factor, you think? Uh, I think probably, if I, I, that's a good question. I've never really thought about that before. Um, I think probably just my passion for life. Um, I'm, I'm very inquisitive. In fact, um, you know, when we were at uh, a company called TSTN, the Success Training Network, Darren Hardy, who's now the publisher of Success Magazine, was the, uh, was the president of TSTN. And I had a couple of shows on there. I had my own show. And then I had the show that I co-hosted with Zig. And Darren used to tell me, he said, I love your show more than any other shows because I love the questions you ask. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, and, and I think probably what makes me good at what I do is that I'm really passionate about people. I'm passionate about learning. I'm, I'm very inquisitive. I mean, if, if I sit down, if I go to some party and I sit down with a billionaire or I sit down with a truck driver or a mechanic, I love to just ask questions and find out what they've learned and what they do and, and what drives them. And, and I think that what happens with that is, is that again, whether it's someone, you know, a, a, the, the common man, as you might call them, or somebody who's a world-class athlete or a billionaire businessman, I'm really just fascinated with people. I'm fascinated with how life works. I'm fascinated with how relationships work. And I think that that then comes through because if I'm fascinated about it and learning it, then when I show up and give a speech, I'm fascinated to tell other people about it. Hmm. And, and I'm excited to tell other people about it. And I think that that's probably what comes through is that I'm genuinely interested in people and the way life works and the way business works. Yeah, and it definitely comes across in everything that you deliver. Like I said, I've been following you now for a long time. And uh, you're definitely someone that I look up to in a huge way in the speaking world and impacting and empowering people. And you, you mentioned, interestingly enough, you mentioned the word passion. Most people do know you from this incredible speaker that speaks to tens of thousands of people at a time that has this incredible command of the stage and you're serious but then you're funny and all those things i heard you once say that i'm not really a speaker i'm more of an entrepreneur can you explain what you mean by that sure yeah um back in early the early 2000s i walked into the national speakers association meeting and there were a couple thousand people there i don't know 2000 2500 however many people there were and you know, the speaking business is a pretty good business financially. I mean, even lower end speakers are making $3,000 an hour, which is amazing money. Most people don't make $3,000 a month. Mm. And, you know, get up into the range of where I'm at, you know, you can make twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 an hour. And then there's some speakers, you know, making, you know, the John Maxwell's of the world making $75,000 an hour. Mm. It's pretty amazing, but you still got to go out and trade time for money. You still got to get on an airplane. So I was looking at this room and I was thinking, who's going to make the most money is the person who thinks about this, not just as the trading time for money, going and giving a speech for a, a lot of money, but some other way to roll this industry up and maximize it and leverage it. 
And over the course of the next few years, I brought on a business partner and we licensed hundreds and hundreds of audio programs from all of the speakers, the top speakers, speakers nobody's ever heard of, but they're great content providers. And we created a series of programs. Basically what they were was every box in it had 14 CDs and one DVD and they were around themes. Our top selling themes were leadership, sales success, verbal power. Uh, we had one called winning strategies. We had one on purpose and and happiness. And we began to sell 30 to 50,000 units a month through Costco and Sam's Club. And so, you know, I can show up and give a speech and make $20,000 or you can, I can go out and do the work one time, license all these audio programs and then, uh, and then sell them, pay royalties and take the money off the top. And, uh, you know, I don't have to work at all for those. Once we, once we got the license in hand, we relicensed it to a publisher and the publisher did all the work. So we basically just handled the paperwork and skimmed all the money, you know, uh, the, between the profit and the, and the payments. Um, and we were making a lot of money every month and, and that was just one entrepreneurial endeavor. Now I'm just about to launch a new program. Um, I've been making a lot of money doing some Facebook stuff. Uh, we do anywhere between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars a month off of one of our Facebook pages. And I'm now going to be launching here in the next month. Uh, one of the, um, what I think will become one of the top internet, uh, places for personal development, for speakers, TED talks, you know, anything all around people inspiring people hmm. and, and empowering people. And so if, if, if people want to check that out, they can go to my Facebook page, uh, Chris Widener Speaker. So Facebook.com, Chris Widener Speaker. And that'll be, uh, in the next month or so, we'll be launching that. You'll get plenty of information there. But, um, again, it's going to be an entrepreneurial endeavor. We'll drive people to listen to and watch audio programs and video programs, uh, short little clips. And then we'll generate the ad revenue. So really viewing any business you have, I guess the takeaway, viewing any business you have, not just as that exact business, but thinking bigger. How can you, how can you grow it? How can you do more? How can you expand it? So in my particular industry, I'm not just a guy who shows up and gives a speech, uh, which is great. And I do that, but I'm also thinking, how can I make money in the, in the information world, whether it's via Facebook or, or audio programs through Costco or any other way that I might be able to do that, an app, et cetera, et cetera. Whether it's someone that's listening right now, Chris, that's a speaker that would love to get to even $3,000 a speech and then ultimately get, you know, 15, 20,000 or even more, like you mentioned, but you have a slant. And Hacker Nation, I hope you're taking great notes because Chris just dropped some serious golden nuggets intertwined in his, in his answer, which was he took something that was a speech and he says, well, I can make $20,000 per hour, but it's still trading time for money. Or I can see the bigger picture and I can see the forest through the trees and how else can I make more money and leverage my business, which he's about to launch with this new uh, product. What is the uh, what is the Facebook product that you were referring to? I, I have a, a number of Facebook pages. We have, uh, well, we probably manage 10 or so, mm. and they range every, from political sites to personal development sites to network marketing sites. And, uh, and basically the, the way we do it is, is we create large communities of, of people on Facebook pages. And then we hire writers or we provide content on a, on a, on a website. And then we drive the content from the website to the Facebook page. People click on the, on the link. They come over and we take the ad revenue when they come over. 
Do you have a story, Chris, maybe, or a time when the light bulb uh, moment happened for you and you just you just knew that you felt you were onto something really huge, that your life may never look the same again? In the early 2000s, um, I had already been doing speaking. I'd been speaking since 1988, but in the year 2003, um, I'd been ghostwriting for one of the, the most uh, popular speaker authors in the world. Um, I did the writing, his name went on it. Um, and I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. Um, because I was giving all my best ideas away. And, uh, and I can actually remember once I was sort of on the clock writing an article and, and I came up with this really great turn of a phrase and I thought, well, if, you know, to have integrity, I have to give it to him, which I did. Uh, I fired all my ghostwriting clients and said, I'm not going to do this anymore. And the very next book that I wrote, was a book called The Angel Inside, which ended up number two on the Wall Street Journal, number seven on the New York Times. It took off. Uh, it was about that time that Jim Rohn called, and he asked me to ghostwrite for him. And I said, well, I won't ghostwrite, but I'll co-write. And when they signed off on that, I knew that, you know, I had just been positioned with, you know, obviously one of the legends of our industry, which was amazing for my career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I'm the only guy that ever co-wrote a book with Jim. I'm the only guy that's ever had his name on the cover with Jim. Uh, that's become my best-selling book of all time. And shortly after that, you know, when my TV show was going, uh, and and Zig and his team called and asked if I'd co-host that show, all of a sudden, you know, I'd been I'd been putzing around the speaking industry for you know 14, 15 years. You know, sometimes people say, "Oh man, how did your career go so fast?" And I'm like, "It didn't go fast at all." <laughs> you know, all all they think of is from 2002 to 2005. I went from making $4,500 a speech to you know having my own TV show and writing a New York Times bestselling book and right. You know, they're like, how did that three years? Well, it didn't happen in three years. It happened every time I was in some little Howard Johnson's, uh, you know, <laughs> room talking to 12 people in 1993, right. you know, or what, or the, or the one time I was hired to go to New Mexico, uh, or no, not New Mexico. I was, I was in El Paso and they told me we're going to have 500 people. And then a month before they said, well, we, we're going to be a little short. It's going to be 300 people. And then the week before they're like, eh, we haven't sold a lot of tickets. It's going to be a hundred people. And I literally showed up. It was a room with 500 seats in it, and there was like seven people in the room. <laughs> I have given a three. Hour, I gave a three-hour seminar to seven people in a room that sat 500. So the fact is, is that you know I, I did a lot of legwork <laughs> before I got to where I am now. Uh, it's like Peter Lowe. You know, Peter puts on these big seminars. They say, "How did you end up giving the biggest seminars, biggest success seminars in the world?" He said, "Well, I started out by giving the smallest success right. seminars." In the- <laughs> so, so it was in it was in the 2004, 2005 to seven range that all of a sudden something just clicked, and that and that's what happens. You know, you go and you go and you go and you go, and Malcolm Gladwell calls it the tipping point. Mm-hmm. You, you, sudden something happens the right person calls you or the right thing happens or you make the right decision and all of a sudden everything lines up and away you go but a lot of people don't they they don't stick around long enough to hit the tipping point they quit before the tipping point ever happens which takes me to a question that i have for you is what made you keep going i know there's probably a lot of answers but someone that's listening right now that's an entrepreneur that's maybe a year in maybe two years in, whether it's their speakers, whether they have a traditional company and they're listening to this saying, God, I, I, I'm, I'm banging my head up against the wall. I don't really know what to do. Do I go back to my job? Do I do this? Do I do that? What's maybe one just takeaway that you can give to that person right now? I just think, what's the alternative? 
you either forge ahead or you quit. Who wants to quit? Who wants to, who wants to go back to normal? Who wants to go back to average? Who wants to live mediocre? You know, for me, it's just ambition. I got one life. You know, I'm 49 now. My dad died at 41, uh, of cancer. You know, I don't know how long I'm going to live. Hopefully I'll live to 89 and get 40 more years out of this deal. But, you know, I could pull out of this parking lot I'm sitting in doing this, this podcast and, uh, bus could plow into the side of me. I'm dead tonight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Jim, in the book 12 Pillars, we talk about this principle that you, you cannot determine how long you live, but you can determine how well you live. You know, there's, there's 12 year old kids that come down with cancer and they've got six months to live and they decide to start a foundation that provides teddy bears for kids with cancer. And then there's, you know, and they make a huge impact. And then there's 80 year olds who, you know, they waste their entire life and they die and, you know, four people show up at their funeral and, and nobody cares and nobody was impacted. It doesn't matter how long you live. It matters how well you live. I don't quit because I want to live well. I don't quit because I don't want to live average. Uh, I, I want at the end of my life, you know, to have a bunch of people show up at my funeral and say, man, you know, every day I was with him, he inspired me. Every day I was with him, he, he taught me something. And, uh, and he was an example of, of, of someone who didn't quit. It was an example of someone who pursued his, his life's work with passion. If I wasn't strapped in my seat right now, I'd be pacing the room fired up. <laughs> you got me fired up, Chris. I'm sure you got the listeners fired up too. I love the, the impact. I love the attitude. And you've shared so many great things, sort of uplifting things, but I want to take you down to a different path here for a second. And, as entrepreneurs, as people that are on their way to their the top of their mountain, as you put it, and their success and, and playing big, there's going to be times when people actually fail. Do you remember a time specifically that you failed, but rather than, as you say, go back to Averageville, you actually continue to go up your success mountain? Can you take us back to that specific time? In 2002, September 2002, I mortgaged my house. I took $100,000 of equity out of my house. I gave 55,000 of it to John Maxwell. I gave 10,000 of it to a guy named Jim Whitaker, who was the first American up Mount Everest. And I gave 5,000 of it to Vince Lombardi Jr. So what does that equal? $70,000? Right. I took $100,000 out of my house. I gave $70,000 of it to, to three speakers and uh, put on a big conference. And I ended up losing my hind end on that thing. Hmm. And I could have quit. But you know what? It ended up opening some doors. It opened some doors with John and, and, uh, you know, so it was a failure financially in the short term, but it wasn't a failure in the long term because I was able to learn some things from it. I was able to engage with some people that were able to open some doors for me. Another example was a couple of years ago. Uh, I came up with a concept, an internet concept for, for coaching and I dumped a ton of money into that thing and got a bunch of well-known coaches and, and we launched it and it launched it as a complete and total thud, you know, so I scrapped it and, uh, and now I'm trying a new thing and, and, uh, you know, it, it's, we all fail. We all have projects we start or businesses we start and, and they fail sometimes. But I always say failure isn't failure as long as you, as long as you don't fail to learn something. So if you don't fail to learn something, it's not really failure. So what did I learn from, from those things? Well, I learned that sometimes you lose money, but you gain relationships that, that, that'll help you make the money in the long term. I learned that, uh, you know, I learned what not to do with the internet, uh, site that I built. Um, I learned some things about pricing. You know, I think we priced it too high and, you know, you just learn something, right? And so even failure, can be turned into success 
if you learn how to to learn something from it and and not make the same mistake the next time. You are extremely passionate about leadership. As a matter of fact, I still have one of the CDs that I listen to as someone that impacts and empowers um, companies and also business owners around my coaching and things and training that I do as well. I listen to you all the time, and it's with a company that I was in uh, maybe four or five years ago. You and I both know the name of the company, and you actually, it was, a, it was an insert. It was a special insert from Success Magazine, and I listened to to your uh, your audio, and you're talking about leadership and that people need to step up, whether it's as executives, as, whether it's middle management, whether it's fathers, mothers, community leaders, whatever. What's the one or maybe one or two things that someone can do today to realize their leadership potential and really step up? Oh, I think the first thing is to own it, to own the fact that you are a leader. Uh, everybody leads uh, somebody. I mean, unless you're, unless you're some computer programmer who lives alone at home and all you do is game at night and then you get up in the morning, go straight into a little room and, and write code and in a dark room and then get back in your car and then go home again and eat TV dinners, you engage with somebody, right? Right. Um, you, you might be a leader of a company. You might coach a little league team. You might, uh, teach a Sunday school, but somewhere, someplace you are engaging someone. You're leading someone. You're influencing someone. And so you have to accept that, realize it, recognize it, and then uh, take a look and say, okay, so I am a leader. Now you have to say, how good of a leader am I? Right. Am I? Do I have influence? Am I impacting people in a significant way? Or am I not so good leader? You have to come up with that answer. But the first thing is you have to embrace the fact that you are already a leader. You're already an influencer in in some small way at least. I think the second thing then would be once you take responsibility for it is to develop a plan of leadership development. Whether, you know, if you wake up and you say on a scale of one to 10, you know what? Yeah, I'm a leader, but you know what? I'm probably only a four. I need to learn to, to lead better. Well, fine. Put yourself onto the path. Put yourself on to some sort of leadership development program and figure out a way to read books, uh, you know, do some online learning, go to some conferences, whatever it is you need to do. And, and then you might wake up and, and, and look at yourself and say, you know what? I'm a leader and I'm an eight. I'm a really pretty good leader. Well, okay. You don't get to as an eight say, well, at least I'm not a four. You have to say as an eight, you have to say, how do I become a nine? Mm. How do I become a nine? How do I get to a 10? I don't know if anybody ever gets to a 10, but how do I improve? How do I grow? How do I stretch? How do I make myself better? Embracing the fact that you're a leader and then putting yourself into a leadership development program, whether it means, you know, again, you can do everything from pick up a book and read it to hire a, a coach and, and have them coach you and give you that ongoing feedback. You can, you can spend $14 on a book or you can spend $1,000 a month on on a uh, on a coach or more if you if you you know want uh, different kinds of coaching but you really have to make a decision to invest in yourself as a leader yeah and one of the things that I did prior to success hackers is you know try to grow myself up into a leader and listen to audios and you know and spend some time on YouTube I also invested like you said invested in myself and in my leadership and I um, became part of the John Maxwell team a couple of years ago and it's been great because just to surround yourself with people like yourself and other people that are playing at huge levels and the way people think differently so Hacker Nation if you're listening if you want to grow your leadership if you want to grow yourself it doesn't matter Chris says I listen to Chris say whether you're in the boardroom or whether you're in the mailroom, everybody can become a leader. And whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's in your community, whether you're a baseball coach, 
we all can step into our leadership even at a greater level. And the first thing Chris said is you got to own it. You got to know that you have what it takes right here, right now. And like you said, rather than focus on Averageville, what happened in the past, let's focus on the future and what you can do and have impact moving forward. So Chris, you know that we're all about sharing a success strategy or hack here on the show. Share with Hacker Nation maybe a success hack or maybe a golden nugget or even a takeaway that an entrepreneur right now listening to this show can do in order to impact or to grow their business to new heights. This is going to be simple. It's going to not sound profound. Uh, in fact, it's so simple, you're going to kind of go, duh. But I'm going to challenge you to think about the fact that you don't do it. And by you, I don't mean you, Scott, but mm-hmm. I mean you, every listening. And that is simply take action today. Everybody listening to this has some idea that they've been thinking about, oh, you know what I should really do? I should start this business or I should you know, start this project or I should write this book or I should blah, 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 blah. Everybody's got something that's in the back of their head that they say to themselves they should do and they don't. In fact, you want to, you want to see something interesting. Next time you get onto an airplane, start, strike, strike up a conversation with the person next to you and ask them this question. Have you ever thought about writing a book? I guarantee you 90% of the people you talk to will say, Oh yeah, I thought about writing this book and they've got a name for it. They've got an idea for it. And yet 99% of the people will never pick up a pen and paper and actually start writing the book. Hmm. Entrepreneur, all sorts of ideas. And they're like, well, I just don't have the time. I don't have the resources. I don't have blah, blah, blah. And there's always an excuse. Hmm. And so the simplest hack, it's not a trick. It's not a tip. It's not an inside. It's not a key. It's not any of that. It's just pardon the French, get off your ass and go do something. (laughs) You know, people say to me all the time, they're like, how do you write so many books? I'm like, I pick up a pen (laughs) and I hurt after another. It's not brain surgery. It's not brain surgery, right? Everybody wants the secret. Oh, what's the secret? The secret is do it. Yeah. You want to see a funny video? Google uh, A.L. Williams, do it. Have you ever read that or have you ever seen that video? It's amazing. Uh, A.L. This big, uh, he did a big MLM thing. He started what has now been bought into Primerica or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's got this bit like, when you're thinking about this, do it. When you want to think about this, just do it. And the whole thing is just do it. Right. Just go out and do it. Um, and, and so, you know, I wish I could be more uh, profound. I wish I could, you know, give you the six secrets and the five <laughs> life hacks, you know, oh, and, and, and heck, I wish I could sell it to you, make money <laughs> off of it. But the fact is, it's just get off your duff and do it. Mm. You know, write down the six things you wish you could do and then pick one of them and get it done by the end of the week. You know, (laughs) even though it didn't sound profound, it absolutely is profound. And the reason why I say that is this, in my own personal experience, I went from the corporate world, Chris, to now um, doing this podcast that continues to grow and reach people all over the world. I remember when I first started, people were like, what do you mean you're going to start a podcast? And I said, well, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate exactly what we're talking about right now. Well, what do you know about it? I said, well, I, I don't even know much anything about it. And for sure enough, in my living room, in my boxers, I started screaming and yelling into a computer and creating this thing called a podcast prior to this success hackers podcast and i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know how to upload or you know do anything with the content i didn't know anything i I was the least technical person on the planet a six-year-old nowadays is way more technically advanced 
But I, like you said, I did it. I just took action. And were there bumps and bruises? And absolutely. But I kept going and I kept going. And I always tell people, Chris, that we don't do things for whatever reason. Let's just call it for lack of a conversation or, or no other reason other than fear. Well, what happens if I don't succeed? What happens if I lose? My, what happens this? What? But where the real magic is, is once you blow through that and you bust through it and you come out on the other side, not only is it always better than you thought it would be, always, but secondly, now you can actually talk about it with integrity. I can talk about having a successful podcast with Chris Widener because I've done it and I'm doing it. If you want to be a speaker, a business owner, or take your business to the next level, just go do it. Like you said, might you fall down? Yes, but it's in the falling down. It's in the quote-unquote sort of, I guess, failing. But if you keep pushing forward, now you can look back and say, hey, guess what? Look what I've been able to do, just like you've been able to do with writing books like you mentioned or speaking on the biggest stages in the world. You can't read about it. You can go out and do it. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, I guarantee you 10% of the people who are listening to your uh, podcast have thought about doing their own podcast. Mm -hmm. At least 10% of them. They're listening going, man, I love this. I love the bot. Man, I'd love to talk about whatever, success or hunting or fishing or sports or whatever. And they're sitting there listening to this and they're thinking, and, and I'm talking to the audience right now, you're sitting there thinking, yeah, I should do a podcast. About 10% of you probably have had that thought. And about 99% of the 10% will never do it. Hmm. You'll just never do it. You'll never, you'll never find a way to actually go down to Best Buy and buy yourself a microphone and plug it into your computer and start talking about something you're passionate about. Now, I hope the fact that I'm challenging you will, will up that from, you know, 99% or lower it from 99% to 50%. Maybe 50% of the 10% who've thought about it actually go out and do it. Maybe 5% of your audience, total audience, will actually go out and start a podcast and improve the world and make some money and, and mm -hmm. do something with it. Fact is, is it really comes down to one simple thing: Will you actually do it? Mm, love it. So, Chris, all kinds of great stuff. We're now going to switch gears to what we call the randomness round. It's like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, Chris, just let it rip. So, Chris Widener, are you ready for the randomness round? Yes. Best advice you've ever received: Be a voice, not an echo. The best advice, hand down, people ask that all the time. Don't just repeat what somebody else says. Say your own thing. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day, Chris, that puts you in a great frame of mind? Smoke a cigar. You now own a time machine, Chris. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing what you know about life and about relationships and about business, give your 25-year-old self? Don't be so arrogant. Be more humble. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Ambition. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I'm a great poker player. Last question of the randomness round, Chris. When your life is near the end, what do you want your legacy to be? That I loved people. Well, this has been incredible. Chris, thank you so much for your time. To say that you're busy and all over the place and doing some incredible things obviously is an understatement. And sharing all these incredible success strategies and golden nuggets and hacks with Hacker Nation, where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? Well, they can go to chriswidener.com, C-H-R-I-S. Widener is wide. W-I-D-E-N-E-R.com, or they can find me on Twitter at, at Chris Widener, or they can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Chris Widener Speaker, or they can find me at WidenerLeadership.com.
Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Chris, along with some other really cool resources that we have on the site. And don't forget, you can take this show with you. Listen to me and these incredible interviews anywhere that you are at. You can do this simply by going to successhackers.net, clicking on the iTunes tab, and then clicking subscribe to the show on the iTunes page. When you're on the iTunes page, we really love our five-star ratings and reviews because it helps us grow the show, which in turn helps us empower and impact people just like you all over the world. You can also follow me and the show on Twitter at ScottHanson1210, at ScottHanson1210. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.